Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good, fabulous Friday morning, everybody in the listening world. It's another fabulous Friday. We've got three more fabulous folks here with some great stories. Stone, welcome back. We missed you the last couple of weeks. I hope you had a great trip and you didn't get hurt too much by those elk. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We had a marvelous time, but I've missed being in the studio. I'm so glad we've got a studio full this morning. Yeah, it's great. So we're going to start off this morning with a young lady by the name of Christy Staines, who runs a great ministry called Footprints on the Heart, which I'll let her explain what that is. But if this doesn't tug at your hearts and want to get involved with her, then I think you might be a little bit of a robot. But um, Christy, first of all, thanks for being here this morning. And I know it's a little rough. You actually, man, you talk about uh, dedication, Stone. This young lady went to Tennessee yesterday to even help with the wedding, came back late last night. She's here this morning and has to go back to Dalton to serve a family. So, uh, again, thank you for being here, Christy. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me. I really appreciate it. So tell us a little bit, first of all, um, about Footprints on the Heart, why you started this ministry, and uh, what you do. Um, So Footprints on the Heart began on the night my granddaughter was delivered, stillborn, um, February the 9th, 2011. And on that night, there wasn't a lot of resources for families who faced the loss of a baby. And so God laid on my heart that night, um, kind of the the start of Footprints on the Heart. Talked with my cousin Lori Dowdy, who had suffered a miscarriage in, um probably about five years prior to that. Told her what God was laying on my heart. She wanted to get involved and to help. So um, there was a quote, there is no foot too small that it cannot leave its imprint on this world. And that's pretty much where our ministry name um, began and was born from. And so we've served families. In the beginning, we had a candle lighting. We had a 5K and just did some community outreach and events. And then a few years later, we started serving in person at multiple area hospitals from Bartow County up to Whitfield County. And so now, last year, I think we ended the year serving right around 62 families in person, which may not sound like a lot, but for a really small ministry, that's a lot. Um, today, we're on day 13, and we are already serving our fourth family of 2023. Wow. So um, that's got to be rough. First of all, it takes special people to do certain things. And you're definitely one of those special people. You, you're also a caregiver. You take care of elderly folks as well, correct? Yes. Um, I have a sweet little patient right now that's 87 who has the early dementia. And so I tell people all the time, I just, I take care of people and God uses different vessels for that. I used to be an insurance agent. My role with that was taking care of people. I just happened to be an insurance agent. So I just feel like he's called me to take care of people. Well, so you mentioned that you guys started off doing like a candle lighting in 5K, and I know you continue doing the candle lighting. So share a little bit about what 
that is and um, what what what's the purpose for that? So <clears throat> when we began the candle lighting all those years ago, it was for families to have a place to come and honor their babies. For our early loss families, you know, maybe a six-week loss or a 10-week loss, they may not have a burial location. They, their baby might have been too early to have actually delivered, so they don't have a place to go to, to honor and remember their baby. And that was one of the reasons we started with that candle lighting. In the beginning, we honored, um, I think, 40 babies, and a lot of those were friends and family and loved ones' babies. And to date, we've been introduced to well over thousand, maybe even 2,000 babies by now, um, just at various community events, peer support online, or different methods. You, uh, When you say you serve families, can you look, share a little bit, when you say that, what exactly you do? Yes, so um, when we're notified either by a family or by the hospital that there's going to be a family that we're going to be serving, we go in and just help that family navigate that time and that space. So we will help them bathe and dress their baby, take pictures, um, do clay and ink imprints, and mainly just help them navigate the fear of the unknown and to know that it's okay to hold their baby and to not worry about what the outside world, as I call it, thinks is normal. Um, taking pictures with a baby who has died may not be normal for the world, but when that's all you have to last a lifetime of your baby, those photos and memories become everything. Um, we help with trying to help them through that funeral planning. We're not, you know, funeral directors or anything like that, but we do have some amazing funeral homes that work alongside our ministry to provide their services at no cost for the families that we serve. Um, just letting families know the resources that are out there, helping them write an obituary because a lot of times these, especially our young families, may not have even had a loss in their family history, much less having to write an obituary for their baby because that's never anything anybody can imagine doing. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough. I know this is uh, when you and I first met. Stone, when, when you were gone, I mentioned to Sharon, the really cool thing about this show and the, and the stories that you're getting to hear on the show is the one of the power thing powerful things of networking every person i've interviewed in some way or another networking i've gotten to hear their stories yeah so uh, you and i met actually through your cousin Lori. i was with her at an event she told me about your ministry um at the time i was doing lake city branding we were doing some direct mail and and we wanted to uh uh, also we're doing stories in, in a magazine that we had on some nonprofits, and so she shared with me your ministry and introduced us and you and i met and met and and talked for two or three hours, I think. Yes. Um, and it's the, what you do is, is close to my heart. My mom miscarried before I was born. I've got several family and friends who have miscarried. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It just, it, it tugs at your heart. Like I said, if this doesn't tug at your heart, you, you got some problems, but, um, I'm going to try to do as much as I can to help you. You know, I do fundraising for a living. So next Wednesday night, the 18th, um, I'm hosting a trivia show at St. Angelo's, which is at Lake Point Station in Emerson. And um, we're raising money for your ministry. So um, come out. You'll get for $25, you'll get a pizza, pasta, wing, salad, non-alcoholic drink buffet. Um, you'll get to meet Stone. Stone's going to be there. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. Man, we're going to broadcast live, right? Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing is uh, we actually now have some retired sports celebrities coming. I actually met one last Sunday at Kroger, believe it or not. Sweet. Um, I looked at him, knew he had to play ball. We got to talk and told me who he played for. 
inviting him out. He said, I'd love to be there. So we've got uh, uh, NFL, NBA, retired wrestler, stand-up comedian. Those guys will all be there, so it'll be a fun night. Sto- of course, Stone's uh, a celebrity in himself, so you, you get to get to see what he does. And, and anyway, uh, if you want more information on that, get a hold of me, and you can do that at Brian at Bees. That's B-E-E-S, CharitablePursuits.com. Come have a good time and help raise money for a great organization. Um, if somebody wants to help you in any way, what ways can somebody help you in the ministry other than obviously the uh, donation of money? What other ways can people help you? Um, one of the biggest things I know people hear it all the time is just prayer. You know, it takes it takes a lot of strength to go into heartbreaking situations over and over. So we ask for prayers, of course, for our team and for the medical teams, a lot of times people put their focus on the families, and, and that's true, but I've seen how much loss affects the medical teams that care for these families as well. Um, we have, we're have we on Amazon Smile, so if you're not already supporting a charity of choice, when you shop on Amazon, that's just like free money for nonprofits. So we encourage you to support Footprints on the Heart with your shop in there. Um, you know, monetary donations, but even just simple things like there's specific items that we use, blankets, bobbles books, different things, and um, we have wish lists that we can share. Um, it's really, the possibilities are endless. We've had families do cornhole tournaments and bike rides and sell T-shirts and different things, so pretty much lots of options there. Another thing you told me that you do is um, you actually help provide and get uh, wedding dresses, and you make gowns for the babies for the burial from that, is that correct? We do, but right now, because we don't have very many volunteers with that, we are not accepting any gown donations. We have tons and tons of gowns waiting to be worked up, but unfortunately we do not have um, a large volunteer base to help um, disassemble and reassemble those gowns right well, now. So if you want to help, there's another way. Volunteer to help get those gowns ready yes. for that so one thing one last thing uh, or two more things before i let you go because i know you got to get up to dalton but um just before christmas you guys actually went and take care of the NICU nurses at Carswell medical center so not is it not dalton in dalton okay yes. sorry about that but it's not only just the babies you're helping and serving but you're also taking help take care of the nurses who take care of them so share about that event and what you did for them yes so <clears throat> because we have had several losses in that NICU setting, and it's never easy to withdraw care for a baby ever. Um, I saw how it impacted the nurses, and that night when I got home, God laid on my heart to make sure the families and the nurses in the NICU department for Christmas felt seen and loved. So we did a fundraiser on Facebook. We raised um, right at $1,000. We provided them on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with food, snacks, drinks um and we provided each nurse the nurse practitioner the uh, neonatologist and the families and the babies we provided them all with a gift and i know it may not have been a lot but from the nurses i know it was really special for them to be seen because a lot of times people may think about one department in the hospital or another but there's oftentimes those departments that get missed so we just wanted on christmas eve and christmas day my husband's a respiratory therapist. I know what it's like to be away from family on a holiday. So we just wanted to make sure that they knew how much we appreciated them, too. Well, let me just tell you, it doesn't matter the amount of money to me that you, that you raised. The fact that you noticed them and, and took note that they're there means a lot, I'm sure, to them. So, um, again, you just have a, a special giving heart, and I appreciate what you do. 
I know that there's other out there that appreciate you do. You get a lot of support from the Carsville Business Club. A lot of those yes. have jumped aboard to help you lately. So um, before I let you run, how can somebody get a hold of you if they want to uh, help you in any way? So we have a website, footprintsontheheart.org. Um, we're mainly the most active with our Facebook page, which is um, Facebook slash footprintsontheheart.ga. Or my cell is 770-547-4333. People can reach out to us in any of those methods. Awesome. Well, Christy, again, I appreciate you being here, and I know it's tough why you uh, why you do or where you have to go right now, but thank you for coming, sharing what you do, and uh, be safe, and we wish you the best with the family today. Thank you so much, Brian, and I can't wait to listen to the recording after today so I can see what the others have to say. All right. Well, you be safe, and we'll, we'll see you safe. soon. Thank you. All right. Now, you know, the thing about exciting about today, Stone, too, as well, is you, you, we have stories of, of comfort and care with Christy. And we have a story right now of hope. Um, I talked about the, the hearing of stories and networking. I actually just heard this story on Wednesday, a brief part of it. So uh, I immediately thought about wanting her to be here because you were going to hear from Christy. And, and it's tough when you lose a baby. This story right here gives you hope of somebody who – was told, right, that you weren't going to be able to have babies. So this is Sarah Kierinski. Did I say that right? Sierra Kizersky. Kizersky. Sorry about that. I knew I was going to mess the name up. I was close. She, yeah, right. Uh, that only counts in hand grenades and, and horseshoes. So, But anyway, she is with the MP group, which is based out of Ackworth. And uh, she has a passion for helping business, too, as well, with trying to get them and save them some money on credit card processing. So, Sierra, first of all, thank you for being here. Yeah, you're and, welcome. And tell us a little bit, first of all, about the MP group, your role, how you got started, and then we'll get into the other. Okay. So um, MP Group is a local independently owned company out of Ackworth, Georgia. Um, we focus on helping businesses with their merchant services, which is also known as credit card processing. Um, we try to save any person that takes credit card pay payments for their business money on their transactions to help them save money on the money that they've already earned. Um and the way I got started with them was I was a bartender and I have a little boy who's now four, but when I started, he was about two and a half. And, um, I was on my way out the door to go to work one day and Jackson looked at me and said, mommy, why are you never home for bedtime? And like in my head, I'm like, wow, you're two years old. Why are you asking me that already? I thought I had a couple of years prior to worry about that. Um, but no, he was wondering why his mommy was never home and I'm a single mom. So um, it's just me and him. So I immediately went in the next day. I actually called out of work that night, went in the next day <laughs> and went in the next day and put in my two week notice. And then from there, I was on a job hunt because I needed a job, obviously. Um, so I was introduced to my boss, Jay Worthy, through a old bar regular of mine and went in, did a couple interviews over the phone in person. And they gave me the opportunity to come in and try um, something I've never done before, and so far it has been amazing. I work for an amazing company, and I really love what I do. And at first, I was it was going to be something temporary. Um, now I think that this will be something I continue doing for several years. So awesome! Well, you obviously have a passion for helping people as well. So um, we were at a networking event called Ackworth Connections on Wednesday. Bob Brooks, who runs that, always asks a question, kind of a personal question for everybody. And his question this week is, "What's your side passion?" You shared your side passion was your little boy that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, 
and you shared that you were you were told that you weren't able to have kids and and now you, like you said he's four years old so yeah. it share as much as you want to but I would love to share you share the story uh, about that okay so um I was 18 and a lot of people that are listening probably think it's crazy to want a baby at 18 years old. Um, but I've just always wanted to be a mom. I've babysat kids since I was 12 years old. I've always loved babies and kids and I've just always wanted to be a mom. Um, so 18 years old, I'd been with somebody for about two years at that point and we decided we wanted a baby. So we're trying, trying, trying to have a baby and nothing was working. So we finally go see a doctor to see, you know, is it me? Is it him? Is there something going on on why we can't have a baby? Um, the doctor, they ran a bunch of tests and stuff. I was on a birth control, the depo shot when I was 16. Um, that made me like, it gave me a lot of health issues. Um, it really messed me up pretty bad actually to where I was bleeding for like nine months straight because of it. And it was just not good. So the doctor told me that because of that, um, whatever problems that the depot shot caused me then made it to where it was nearly impossible for me to ever have a baby. He told me I could never conceive, so I went and seen another doctor because I didn't like that answer. I was like, there's got to be a way. I mean, how can I not have a baby? Like, this is insane. So I go see another doctor, and that doctor then tells me the chances of you getting pregnant are one in a million. I'm like, well, there's got to be a chance. Like, I didn't like that answer either, so I go see another doctor. Let's see. I've seen about four doctors. I took medication. I was doing shots, everything, trying to get pregnant. Um, it was nothing with him. It was just me. Well, Long story short, that ended up destroying our relationship because we tried to have a baby for over a year. I could not get pregnant. It did not matter what I did, what medicine I took, how many times I went in. It was destroying me because I wanted a baby so bad. And it made me like hate him and hate our relationship because I could not have the baby. I could not get pregnant. And it just drove me crazy. So I then fell off the deep end. Things didn't go great in my life for a long time after that. Um, I got into drugs. I just kind of lost myself completely. So in the mix of all that, um, I had this one guy that I slept with one time and, um, he was the only person I had slept with since my previous relationship that fell off because I couldn't get pregnant. And whenever, I mean, a few weeks later, about five weeks later, I'm like gaining weight and I didn't understand why I was gaining weight because I didn't eat nothing then. So I'm like, something's going on. And I went to my mom's house and she's like, she's like, you, you're gaining weight. You look really good. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm gaining weight, but I just need some food. Can I eat? And I go in the kitchen and I make me some eggs, some scrambled eggs. And I don't know what was going on in my pregnant mind, but, <laughs> but I didn't know I was pregnant yet. I put some syrup and some mustard and I mixed it all together. And I know that's so disgusting. I would Ooh. never eat that. I would never eat that now. That's almost like a meal that Buddy the Elf would eat. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. And my mom comes in there, and I did that for about three days in a row. My mom comes in there, and she's like, you are pregnant. I said, I'm not pregnant. I can't even have kids. And it made me so angry that she said that because it, like, brought back all the memories of me trying to have a baby that I couldn't have. Um, and I was like, there's no way. I can't have kids. Don't you know that? Like, why would you even bring that up? Because it broke my heart that she brought it up. So I left, and... Went about my business. Well, about two weeks later, I had a friend tell me, look, you're going to pee on this pregnancy test or you got to get out of my house. <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay, I'm going to show you. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> I can't have yep. kids. So I go in the bathroom. I take the pregnancy test. I come out and I'm like, hmm, just wait. And I'm like, I'm going to show y'all. 
And I come back five minutes later, and it said pregnant. And I was like, and this was like midnight. It was like the middle of the night. And it says pregnant. And I'm like, um, that's not right. So I take another one. I, in total, took like five pregnancy tests. They all said pregnant. So I'm calling my mom at like 1 o'clock in the morning talking about, hey, you need to come get me from Cedartown. Um, I'm in a situation I shouldn't be in, and I just found out I'm pregnant. Well, my mom starts crying and didn't know what to do because we all thought I couldn't have kids. Go see a doctor. Um, throughout my pregnancy, I had multiple um, complications. I had gestational diabetes. I went into labor a few different times. Thankfully, they were able to stop it. I was on bed rest for the last 10 weeks of my pregnancy because I just kept I kept going into labor and they kept having to stop it. So they put me on bed rest, told me I couldn't work, couldn't do anything. I'm like, okay, so I'm a single mom and I'm the only one that can provide for this baby and you're telling me I can't work for 10 weeks. I'm like, that's insane. Like, how am I supposed to make a living for this baby if I can't work and save money to be able to support him? Of course, my parents are very supportive through all of that, thankfully. I'm very thankful for them for that. Um, and I mean, my son had a heart murmur. They thought they were gonna have to do surgery on because it was really big. He's still to this day at four years old has that heart murmur, but it is not, it's not anything they're worried about at this point because it's so little. Um, he had something wrong with his testicles where they, when he was born, they were huge and they thought they were gonna have to do surgery there too. But within two weeks, they went right back to normal size. I mean, I don't know how I got pregnant and I don't know why I that's where I had lost all faith in God when I couldn't have a baby and I I have always been a Christian I've always believed in God but God blessed me with that baby it was either I have that baby or I wouldn't be here today um and it changed my life completely so I'm that's that's pretty much it I mean I don't know how but somehow I have a very healthy four-year-old boy and the only thing that's wrong with him is he has asthma so I can deal with asthma compared to ne- never having a child. So. Well, so there's your story of hope for the day, Stone. <laughs> well, yeah, that's more than hopeful. That's incredible. Man, what you've been through. Yeah, that's my baby right there. That's my world now. <laughs> so obviously, like you said, uh, and I'm a big believer. I think everybody in this room is a believer. And, and uh, there's no coincidences. And just the way God shows up at different times and different Different ways. Yeah. I mean, I brought it up last week, but the whole situation with Demar Hamilton from the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's amazing. Sh- God showed up for the world on that. You had people praying on ESPN. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. It. Can you t- say give a little bit? I mean, you just shared an inspirational story, but if somebody's going through something that you're going through or went through, can you just give them some advice of what what to do? I would say just don't lose hope in yourself and your life because I was 18 and I had it all. I lived by myself. I didn't have roommates. I had a great job. I was doing phenomenal and I literally let not being able to get pregnant destroy it all. So I went from having it all to having absolutely nothing, finding out I'm pregnant and having to literally restart. I say don't lose hope and find somebody that you can talk to that will help you through it because that was probably my biggest thing was I had no support system. I didn't really have anybody that understood me because everybody I talked to about it was like, well, you're just 18. Why do you want a baby so bad anyways? Because I want one. 
I mean, why is that your business? If I want to have a baby, I'm going to support it, not you. Right. I'm the one that's going to carry it and take care of it and raise it, not you. So why is it your business on if I need a baby or not? Stop telling me I don't need a baby. It's my life and I want a baby. And obviously um, God wanted you to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely say have supportive people. Um, don't ever let anybody else tell you that, it, you know, it's your fault or um, make you feel bad for wanting something that maybe they don't want. Um, because I mean, that's, I feel like was the big problem. Like everybody I was around was like, I don't want a baby. Why do you want a baby? You're only 18. Well, because I want a baby. I don't know what to tell you. So definitely a support system is the big thing. I think other than the story you just shared of, uh, obviously you do what you do because of that, but tell me another reason why it's important for you to be involved in the community. Cause you're very involved in the community as well. So why is that important? Um, it's very important to be involved in the community for me because I like to um, build relationships and meet new people and kind of hear their story and what they've been through. Um, surprisingly, through networking, I have met multiple people that have been through and down the same road as me. Uh, maybe not as far as the baby situation, but as far as getting, you know, on drugs and just letting their life go and things like that. Like, it's inspiring to see people out here that had nothing at one point and now they're working to have a life for them and their family. And it is very inspiring. Like you don't let that define who you are today, because I promise you, I would not be who I am today if I didn't lose everything at one point. Um, it's definitely made me who I am and being out and networking. Um, it's very inspiring to see people and then to actually get to know them and hear their life story and how they got to where they are today. Cause nobody was just, handed what they have on a golden platter, you know, they work for it. And so in order to get anywhere, you have to work for it and you have to be uh, motivated to get there. You talked about the networking and you guys with the MP group put on an event. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's coming up. That's good networking. Share about that event. Yeah. We have a SIP event coming up on January 24th from five to 8 PM at red top brew house in downtown Ackworth. Um, we do this event quarterly, so it's an after-hours networking event. Um, you, With your ticket, you get a free drink on us. Of course, there's going to be anywhere from 60 to 120 people there. Um, it's always a great turnout. The last event, I think we had 110 people at. Um, we have 10 vendors lined up at this time now as well. So it's just a great way to meet other business owners and get your face out there more and meet new people. Cause you never know who you, it's not ever really about what, you know, it's usually who, you know, that will get you somewhere. So, um, how can people get tickets to come to that event? Um, if you go on Eventbrite and look up MP group, or if you follow my Facebook page, which is, oh, I guess I need to spell my name out. <laughs> uh, Sierra S I E R R A last name is K E D Z I E R S K I. Um, it's posted all over my Facebook page, but you can also go to Eventbrite and look up SIP MP group and it should come up. Um, or if you just come, you can buy your ticket at the door as well. SIP doesn't mean drinking, right? It means strategy, impact, and purpose. There you so, go. All right. Um, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you about talking about credit card processing, how do they do that? Um, you can email me at sierra at gompgroup.com or give me a text or call at 470-999-2358. Sarah, thank or Sierra. Sorry, I don't know why, Sarah. <laughs> Sierra, thank you for coming and sharing your story. Yeah. Uh, again, that's to me the uh, a, sto a story of hope, you know, and, and 
you mind sticking around when we talk to this next gentleman? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear what Duck's got to say. Oh, All right, here so we, go. <laughs> we, we are now going into the story of giving back, Stone. So yes. uh, this gentleman right here, uh, first of all, I don't know whether I'm supposed to be at a ZZ Top concert or in Duck Dynasty. <laughs> um, so, is, but he's just it, laziness, right? So, well, no, it's it's cool. So. Thank you. Um, I met this gentleman at a golf tournament, the golf tournament that I helped with, uh, our aces youth home and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. experiences, experiences foundation, uh, Chad's a good buddy of mine. And, and I've always heard the name duck. <laughs> and then I got to see Oops. the legend come to the golf tournament about legend. <laughs> uh, in his own mind. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, he is with shot and Kirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton. Yes, sir. Uh, you've won their top sales person every year every year uh, my first year i was only there for eight months and i blew everybody away the next year um just blew, just keep blowing people away i mean i know it sounds bad i'm not bragging not patting myself on the back i lie yes i am <laughs> <laughs> um but um it's you know it's it's not about selling cars i don't sell cars i sell myself you know that's what it's about so well you know the other thing that's really cool about this guy is he has his own assistant for yes. one and he actually has his own mascot. Yes. Right. There's a an actual duck that walks around with him. So I, I got to ask, where did where did the duck come from? So it is actually a nickname from the army. Uh, we were looking for code name nicknames, and get to me, they really couldn't think of anything. So I told them my favorite character is Don Duck, which it has been. And I taught like Don Duck in high school, even in class. I was a class clown. Can you believe that? No, I don't think uh-uh. so. <laughs> uh-uh. Would have never guessed that. I know. I know. But it, and so they started calling me Duck. And so in the army, I was known as Duck. And fast forward, I went to a small college. I was in a fraternity. And of course, they say, Hey, you got to have a nickname. Well, I have one. It's Duck. And I was older than them because I was going through the army first. And they said, Okay, cool. So it's been Duck. Most of my fraternity brothers, their kids know me as Duck. They don't know me as Scott. So, well, first of all, thank you for your service. What did you do for the army? Um, Really nothing. Uh, I, I, that's a lie. Um, it's going to sound bad. I was stationed in Hawaii. I know. So horrible, right? Right. They sold me with Hawaii, you know. I got, um, well, did you surf with that beard? I want to know. <laughs> no. They wouldn't let us have a, you know, a beard in the Army. But um, I'm originally from Alabama, and I never heard of a surfer on tour from Alabama, so I didn't surf. <laughs> you know, right. it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. So, um, no, they sold me on Hawaii. I was actually a – Field artillery, which is 13 Bravo, you know, um, they just, I, when they said Hawaii, I said, I'm in, you know, I had, you know, never thought about going to Hawaii until I joined the army. And I said, let's go. Me and my best buddy signed up together. So that's what we did. Um, well, so I'm guessing from Alabama, you're an Alabama fan. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Roll no. tide, baby. <laughs> uh, born and bred dad had dad, my, my father. Okay. Um, we had to decide at the age of zero if we're going to be an Alabama fan or <laughs> the other fan. Um, I was I, one of the stories I tell all the time is my dad was such a big Alabama fan. I was trying to get out of school one day as a, you know permission. Uh, I had a permission slip and everything. I covered the whole thing up with my hands. Hey, Dad, sign here. And uh, he moved my hand out of the way. Read it. Well, it was engineering day down at Auburn. Okay. And he read it. He crumbled it up. He says, you will never go to that school, son. I said, Dad, I'm just going to go check out college girls. He goes, no. <laughs> so <laughs> didn't get to go to that. You know, that's how big of a fan he was. Well, 
and again, I don't think you do this to brag, but uh, every time I see a picture, you've always handing a check over to some nonprofit. I've seen you again with Aces Youth Home Experiences Foundation. Chad's always telling me about things you're doing for them. Yes. Um, so the giving back to you is very important. Yes, it's very important. Like before the car business, I haven't been in the car business very long. It's only been seven years. Before that, I was a Wendy's restaurant manager for 17 years. So I've always, uh, would, Dave Thomas's foundation with adoption. It was a great organization to be with, but me personally, and I say mama duck, which is my wife. Um, we call her mama duck. I wasn't, um, able to give personally myself. You know, I would give time. I would give, um, sell them at, at you know, different things at our store, stuff like that. But when I got in this business, I've been blessed. I mean, I have been blessed with people coming to see me just because the way I treat them. And we've always wanted to help in some kind of way, you know, and I've always asked her, what would her dream job be? And she would say to help with an organization to a nonprofit, to give back to the kids, to give, you know, just help people. And so that was been part of me. I've always, I love kids, kids and me are like peas in the pot. Well, you're I'm, a big kid. So. I'm a big kid anyway. Yes. <laughs> so, and basically how that started me and my assistant, uh, she would have to sit there and we would come up with an organization. She does all the homework. She gets on the computer. She's basically, we switch roles. I'm the, I'm the car buyer and she's the seller. So we switch roles and she has to sell me on this organization. I don't want to associate myself with a bad, bad organization. They have to be doing something good in the community. And you know, they don't have to buy a car for me because it's not what it's about. It's about helping people. So she sells me on the community that the organization that we're actually helping. We were doing one every, a different one every month, but I really enjoy ACEs homes. I really enjoy experience foundation and children's Haven. Great organization. So we, we stuck with them last year a lot and we still like being with them. So that's what we're doing this year too. If you find an organization that you like, they don't have to be in Cherokee County, right? No, sir. Well, maybe we can get you come play some trivia and, and see some of those. Cause there's a lot of it. Well, that's why you put a team together. So, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll just put you celebrities. Duck. I mean, Duck's a celebrity. Wouldn't you say, Stone? Oh, absolutely. You can tell about just the way he walks. Right? right? It's, it's, you know, like, so this is me. Yes, I was a class clown in high school. But for me, I didn't want people to notice me. I wasn't loud. If I went to a party, I went to a, an, an outing or anything like that. I didn't want to be noticed. This duck stuff has brought a lot out of me, you know, which is, I think is cool because it's actual me. I've always wanted to do stuff like this, but never have. So you came and played golf in September. Do you, do you play golf normally? Um, I lose golf balls. Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I, I enjoy the game because, uh, you know, in growing up, I played a lot of sports and as you get older, it hurts too much. So <laughs> golf doesn't hurt as bad unless you pull something wrong, you know? Well, so. I, I just know from talking to the people that uh, the hole that you guys sponsored and the duck was out there, that was their favorite hole because <laughs> the duck was on the hole the entire time. So, I mean, the, the full golf course, he was out there. I mean, the full time. So yeah, it was a buddy of mine. He was out there dancing. I had my assistant out there. She's like, hit a home run. And I was like, huh, girl, this is golf. But, you know, she's <laughs> – She's a unique person, unlike myself, right? <laughs> so um, do you sell new and used cars? I sell new and used cars. Uh, it's mostly um, the new side is, is Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We have all kind of used on our lot. And if there's other, we have seven in Georgia, some in Texas, some in California too. Anything used that I could bring to my store, I could sell. 
Well, I know a young lady who's looking for a car that's sitting right next to you, so maybe you can help her. I know a guy. Yeah, right? You know somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you have a particular – I don't know. This may be a – you say there's never dumb questions or stupid questions, but do you have a particular car that you like the best that, that sells the best? Um, I like the Jeeps. They sell the best, but – you know, I'm, it's not about selling cars. I'm here to help people in their situations, whatever the need, family growing, you know, job change. They need to downsize a car, truck, upsize, you know, upgrade a car, truck for maybe something bigger and better, whatever. It's not about selling cars. I'm not selling cars. I sell Scott Duck Williams 24-7, you know. If I go out in public, there's a duck shirt or duck hat or something duck out there. Like, my Jeep is even black and yellow, so... <laughs> Well, speaking of hats, Stone, you collect hats, so he needs a duck hat. I'll get absolutely, I'll, man. You bring me one, I'll wear it around town. You bring me two, I'll hang one in the studio. Done. <laughs> <laughs> done. Um, can you give somebody an advice? I know because a lot of people are scared when they go, especially to dealerships. Right. Can you give somebody advice on buying a car? Absolutely. And and this is like a little story about why I started the duck stuff. Okay, we had our general manager. Now he's been there six years now, and I've been there a total of seven. He uh, he came in, he brought a trainer in, and this trainer, I still follow him today. I'm with his group. Uh, actually, I'm part of the group, part, part of the founding members, is the called Pinnacle Society. It's the top salesman in the United States, some in Canada. Well, he came in and says, make yourself different. I'm like, yes, finally, <laughs> out of 46 years, somebody's telling me to be different. Can you believe that? Because, you know, I had an older sister, she's like, why can't you be like her? She's a perfect child. I wasn't. <laughs> Why can't you be like the other students? They pay attention. I wasn't, you know. So, you know, I, I use that. And I, when people usually come in dealership, they're all tense. They all got their preconception of what's going to happen. Well, when you come to my office, it's like ducks everywhere. I'm talking about the whole thing <laughs> is full of ducks. So I kind of try to break the ice with that. Don't even introduce my name if they don't know me already. Just then they look around. What's this duck stuff about? Oh, let me tell you about it. So. That's one of the reasons why the biggest thing to do is to have your ducks in a row, pun intended. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it always helps to have money down, okay? Do you have to have money down? I like to keep my money in my pocket or in a bank account or making things uh, grow for me. If you don't have to have money down, don't put money down. But sometimes it helps the situation with that, with the banks and the banks. The more you invest into the car, the no, they're going to, you're going to pay for it and stuff like that. And the best advice to, for somebody looking for a car, call Scott Deck Williams. Right. Well, obviously. <laughs> what, what about if somebody wants to trade in a car? Is there any secrets to that? Yep. Can you share it? Bring it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's better it's better to have it at the dealership because the, the managers get to drive it. They get to smell it. They get to you know make sure they're good bones about it. If It doesn't have to be like immaculate clean. It just has to make sure they could drive it and make sure they could – get the most money for it because we're not here to steal no money we're here to help you in the situation to get a new car upgrade degrade whatever it needs to be you know well obviously you shared and uh that you like kids and you love giving back to them but why again i'm gonna ask the same question i did sierra why, why is it important for you to be a part of the community well for me okay i sell a lot in cherokee county or even well, i live in lj we're even actually looking to move down closer to this area because i sell so much in cherokee county if you take and take and take from Cherokee County, okay, you're just doing yourself a favor. But if you give and give and give, that helps out people more than anything. You know, I mean, 
almost made me cry, dude. I mean, it's, it's freaking phenomenal that I'm able to give. I'm able to help people. I'm able to find her organization to help. I'm, I'm glad I'm here to hear her story. I thought I was going to come in and be a big goofball, but these two women right here are dang near making me cry. And I'm not a crier, but you know, it's, it's, I feel good when I do it. When I'm having a, like one time I was like, I'm not going to do any more organizations. You know, it, I don't see any benefit in that. I lied to myself. I don't care if I ever sell a car to this organization. I don't sit, I don't care if I ever, somebody in this organization never buys a car from me, but it makes me feel good. So that's why I like doing it. I hope people listen to that because, you know, even in networking, uh, you have people that just take, take and take, right? you know, and, and not the givers. And I'm one of those people that I love connecting. I mean, you know, stone, I love connecting people with others and, um, even if I just get a thank you, I don't care Absolutely. if somebody does a business with me or not, or like, right. just be grateful. And, um, so if somebody wants to, other than coming to the dealership and they want to check things out, are there are ways people can get a hold of you. Absolutely. There's like several ways. Of course, Facebook It's under Scott D Williams. They won't let me put duck in there too close to some things, you know, so, <laughs> so Scott D Williams, but in parentheses outside is duck. You always call me. My number is seven, seven, zero, four, zero, two, Three four eight two, or you can hashtag, do a little hashtag, deal with duck. Just look that up. You'll see pictures. You'll see things I've done. You'll find my phone number everywhere. Even start doing some TikTok videos. They're stupid, but they're, they get laughs. <laughs> That's what TikTok is anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could put a car on there and put X amount of dollars for sale. No interaction. I do something stupid like the duck, like uh, the <laughs> alter ego Scott Tina. If you haven't met Scott, Scott Tina, Tina, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you want to share her while you're here? Yes. So um, I love doing goofy things. It takes me a moment to do goofy things. I mean, I'm a natural nervous person. Okay. If I get up on stage, I start sweating. It do something like that. It takes me about 30 minutes to an hour to get ready. We got a blonde wig and we do like little skits. Like um, there was one that we did how to change a tire. You know, uh, we did, I did, um, this last one I did with Scott Tina was Toys for Tot shopping at Walmart in Scott Tina. Nice. You should have seen the looks I got. Whoa. <laughs> what, you were at Walmart. Was I it was midnight? A, I mean, no, it was the middle of the day. And, and, you know, during Christmas time, and these people were like, oh, what is this dude doing? I was like, I just went there and just got a big old buggy, filled it full of toys. And my assistant was like, you know how much it's going to be? I said, oh, it's going to be about $100. I don't shop. <laughs> it wasn't. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't care. You know, it's just for fun. It's for, for toys for tots. Why not? You know? So, I mean, I have fun doing stuff like that, you know? <laughs> I would have loved to see that. I need to right? see this TikTok. <laughs> Facebook. It's on Facebook. Just nice. look up my videos. Well, I sent you a friend request this morning. Yes, so. <laughs> I, I got it. I mean, and you know, I'll, to me, if even selling cards is having fun. You know, selling myself is having fun. Golf tournaments, I didn't win, of course, but it's just having fun, meeting people, like you said, networking. That's pretty much what we're doing there and helping support great organizations too. So that's what it's about, just helping yep. others. I don't care if it's just, a, like we said earlier, the simple thing is opening a door for somebody. Absolutely. You know, just, yeah. just doing something like that. We're in the second year of 2020, or second year. We're in the second, second. week. I can't, if there's, if there's two years of 2023, we're all in trouble. Yes, we I know are. that's right. We're in the we second are. week of 2023. Last week, I had the folks share some, a little bit of uh, wisdom of what folks can do for the new year. So I'd like for you guys to do the same thing. Sierra, can you give somebody 
What can somebody do for the new year? <sighs> Let's see. Well, my company has a word that they pick for the new year each year. This year, the word is accountability. So hold yourself accountable because you are the only person that's going to get yourself anywhere. And you're also the only person that you can blame when you fail. So hold yourself accountable and do what you have to do to get where you want to be. I guess that's that's going to be my word of wisdom. All right, Duck. Whoa. <laughs> words of wisdom. <laughs> Throw me some. Now, my words of wisdom is probably just smile at people. I mean, that goes a long way. I mean, anybody in your five-foot area, what we call is closeness, you know, a, a bubble, say hello. It's been a rough two years. It's mm. been a stupid two years, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I ain't stupid. Yep. I mean, we've seen cars, we've seen houses going crazy. But just smile. Say, hello, how are you? I mean, if you ever see me in Walmart, definitely say hello. Especially if you're wearing a dress, I'm coming to say yes. hello. Well, no, it's, it's not. It's not a dress. It's just a hair. It's just a wig. Oh, okay, just no dress. Okay. Can't do that. Oh, I bet you'd get so many views if you wore a dress. No. <laughs> I hope my sister's not listening. Just gave her an idea. Yeah, you know. I hope she is. No, I'm not wearing a dress. But I'll definitely wear a wig. There might be. Um, so Scott Tina has told me that she has a sister, so she might be introduced oh. sometime too. Now I would like to see them together. I don't know how that's going to happen, but we'll we'll figure something we'll figure out. It yeah, out. absolutely. That's above me on the on the uh, smashing videos together, and I don't know how to do all that. Right, but my, you know, words of wisdom: just smile, be happy, be nice to people. You know, somebody wants to get over in traffic, let them over. <laughs> yes. You know, open the door, like you said, close the door for somebody, you know, just say thank you. Yeah. Say freaking thank you. Right. It's been rough. Right. So. Yeah. Be, yeah, definitely be nice to people. Absolutely. You never know what somebody's going through. So absolutely. Just, just don't let your day or what you have going on affect anybody else's day because they may have it way worse than you and they still have a smile on their face. So. That's true, and, and there's not there's not many people out there that I don't think are going through something. Right. Everybody's going through something. Everybody's Absolutely. going through something. It's how you let it affect you. Yeah, right. Hey, Stone, give us some words of wisdom for the new year. Uh, I'm going to kind of come behind Sierra here, and I would say serve, serve first, serve early, serve often. Uh, there's all it always seems to come back tenfold anyway, from a business standpoint or personal relationship standpoint. But I I find that you also just get immediate reward. I don't know if it's dopamine or whatever it is but uh just serve man it uh, it always comes back to you it makes you feel wonderful it gives you a natural high yeah. let me just tell you yeah. Yeah, doing that it gives you a natural high yeah. well sierra duck again i appreciate you guys being here sharing your stories i mean it takes a lot for people to be vulnerable but i i enjoy and, and thank people for being that vulnerable and and sharing because somebody out there is going through something like you guys did and they needed to hear that so Everybody out there who's listening, make it a fabulous Friday. Be positive and be charitable.